Welcome to Have You Not Heard, a podcast hosted by licensed counselor and author of The Perfecting Storm, Angel H. Davis. Join her as she shares stories of hope and restoration from her 30 plus years of healing experience. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking your own licensed mental health professional, but a source of inspiration for your own journey. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Now, here's Angel. It's not going to work. Okay, you know what? We're just not, I'm going to do this on another thing because it's just not going to work. Hey, you guys, welcome to this Mother's Day podcast. It is a bonus day because I have the extreme privilege of interviewing my amazing mom. Truly, I hit the jackpot when it comes to moms. She is a woman of faith, integrity, and grace. She's an amazing artist. She's creative. She's full of ingenuity. For example, she started her own residential design business at the age of 53. She is kind, she's servant-hearted, feisty, and forceful at times. She's also an avoider of conflict like myself. We didn't have our first fight until I was in my early 30s, so that tells you something. But we continue to learn new ways to communicate and to grow in our relationship. Even recently, as a few weeks ago, we had conversations that kind of helped us advance in that area My dad passed away about four years ago, and she's done an amazing uh, job in adjusting to her life without him. Speaking of, one of the greatest definers of my mom is she was an army wife. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about right now. Um, And you're perking up and understanding what it means to be married to an officer. And he was career army. And she'll tell you more about that as we go into our interview. So all props to her and other military wives and to you moms who are on the home right now in the front line during this pandemic. It's kind of a battle of another kind, so to speak. And truly God knew what he was doing when he created women. The word for women in um, Hebrew is called ezer. And that word was used for the first woman that was created in Genesis. Ezer describes aspects of God's character. He is our strength, our rescuer, our protector, and our help. And Ezer was a Holy Spirit's choice of word to describe Eve. She was someone who could provide valuable and vital strength to Adam. So we as women are so important, and my mom is just such a great example of what an easer is. So I am so excited and honored for you to get to meet my mom. So without further ado, here is Sandra Hunt. Hey, Mom. I'm so glad you got to join us today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day today. Yay. And how's it been during the pandemic since you're one of the ones that has to keep sheltering in. What's that been like for you? Well, to tell you the truth, and I've discussed this with a friend of mine in the same position, it was a bigger adjustment when dad died to learn Mm -hmm. to live alone. And I, Mm -hmm. I have made, I just woke up one day after praying and praying and it was the new normal. So I think this is just a kind of an extension of that. Um, 
I can, I know that I can stay in contact with you all, my family and my friends by phone. And that's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And um, I have so many friends because I'm getting to a ripe old age um, that not only have the pandemic to worry about, but they are taking care of a spouse with Alzheimer's or or there Mm -hmm. is a friend now. Uh, whose husband is dying. So, yeah. you know, I know how yep. blessed I am to have my family That's... here. And I, I just pray for all my friends that are having a harder time than I am. Wow, that's great. Well, just an example again about your strength and being an overcomer. But what a great perspective. Because, yeah, this thing is just only added to other issues that are already going on. Yeah. So on a lighter note, why don't you tell us about your family a little bit, about your marriage, about your kids? I gave, you know, introduction about who I say you are, but just tell us a little bit about the constellation of your family. Okay. Um, Well, I had a most loving mother and made me feel very, very secure. And in my early life, I had beautiful teachers that were loving to me and I adored them. It was, it made, I think it made the fact that they taught me about God easy to accept and to trust God and know that he was my heavenly father and um, that Jesus loved me dearly. So it was a good mm-hmm. start to my life. But as mm-hmm. I grew older, I knew that um, our family life wasn't perfect. In fact, the entire uh, second grade of my life my father took a job in New York and left us all behind and and even forgot to send any money for us to live on so my mother had to go oh, to work geez. Mm-hmm. I stayed after she uh, she arranged for us to stay after school we went to a private school and the uh, teachers took care of us until she got off work, but mainly she would take night shifts, but got through mm-hmm. that. And, um, the older I got, the real, the more I realized that there was a void in my life because of my father being absent and actually third grade level, they were divorced. Mother married again. Mm-hmm. We did not have that same trust for our stepfather. So by the time I mm-hmm. got to college, I was so ready to make a life of my own and uh, to really do it right. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I prayed that entire freshman year at University of Texas for Mm -hmm. God to send me a good man um, that I could, I could start a family with and, and enjoy my life um, with enjoy my new life. So Mm -hmm. um, at Uh the end of the freshman year, I had a good friend in the dorm who was from Henderson, Texas, which is way east of Austin. And she said a group of friends from her hometown were in town for the weekend and wanted to do a water skiing party, Lake Travis, uh, Uh and ask if I would be a blind date for the man who taught her fiance in junior high okay and so I was sounds, I was sounds like an older guy about the blind date part <laughs> but I love to water ski 
So I did go and met the old school teacher who wasn't that old. And uh, we hit it off. It wasn't, you know, like this is my soulmate. We just had fun together. And there was a level of comfort that I had never had uh, with another Mm -hmm. uh, guy that I dated before. So because Mm -hmm. he was in the first phase of his flight school with the military, we knew that he was leaving early July for the second phase. So therefore, Mm -hmm. he asked me for a date every night after that first day we met, except I said Mm -hmm. I, I had to have the week off of final exams and do some studying. (laughs) How <laughs> oh, good for you. So he sent me roses, and then we resumed Woo! dating after I, I uh, finished that um, freshman year. And to, to be able to stay over and date him in Austin, Texas, rather than me going to my home for the summer, I took classes that kept me there in Austin. So we continued to date every night, and July... Uh, Early July, before he left, he asked me to marry him and gave me an engagement ring. So, quite. And so that was how many weeks? Six weeks after we. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Okay, so then how did it progress to marriage and the kids? Well, we planned to get married in October when he finished that second phase. Uh huh. But I did uh, agree to fly out there he was in Fort Rucker Alabama and mm-hmm. um, be with him kind of midway just have time together and uh, so we rode every day and uh, that was a great part of our our courtship too because you got down mm. to some nitty-gritty stuff and it really was a better you know I, I, a better picture of who he was as a man I was more sure than ever, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the week before I was to fly out and just spend time with him out there, he was on a flight training and totaled the aircraft. Oh, that, boy. I mean, that really upset me, and I was so thankful he he was not injured, but the aircraft was totaled. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, if I had been there, he would have had his mind on that. (laughs) That There you go. It it wouldn't have happened. So with that, (laughs) the drama in me. (laughs) And I I was home at the time that I got the phone call from him. So I talked to my parents and asked how they'd feel if I just married him when I went the next weekend. Uh, to Alabama Uh and because my sister had just had a big home wedding which Uh which really strained mother completely my stepfather was all in agreement and mother yes yeah 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 Yeah. um so Uh then I you know several phone calls to your dad and we talked about it and it just made sense there you go so that was what no, go ahead. So you got married how many months after you met? Um, this was August the 10th. We got married. We met May 15th, middle of May. So 
So three, three months. months. There yeah. you go. And then how many years were you married? 60. Well, we, it was 60. We, he died just before our 60th wedding anniversary. So I, I told him, wow, we met in May and he, you there know, you we go. had been together uh -huh. 60 years from that May. So you'd made when it. we celebrated our 60th anniversary. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. All right. So then tell us you got married and then how the kids came along. So tell us about that. Well, I continued to pray um, first mm -hmm. to get pregnant and then to have mm -hmm. healthy kids. And um, oh. by uh -huh. the time you were born, we had moved several times. Uh, yeah. That's a fun fact. How many places did, did you end up living? We actually had 25 moves to include these wow. moves in retirement, too. Uh, but right. I was really a professional mover by that time. I mean, I could have gone to work <laughs> in a nanosecond organizing right. people's lives. You are a good organizer, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So... Um, okay. So sorry, I got us off track. So you got married, then you prayed for kids. And especially and prayed so, for a daughter, uh, the third go around, which. So you had two, boys. two boys, which we don't really need to no. talk about them too much. Right. <laughs> so then so tell us about that third. Yes. My child. precious daughter. <laughs> Not that I didn't yes. love the boys there you dearly. <laughs> and yeah. you know, yeah, we do. We love them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but tell, tell them how fast you had those kids. Tell them by the time I came along, how old were the um, brothers? My Brett had just turned two years old and Chuck not yet four. So literally three oh, children boy. under three years of age. But uh, that you, was you not earned your... the only thing. Four months after you were born, okay. Jim got orders for Germany. And okay. I was on my knees again because I could not phantom making a move to Germany by myself, which they often did. They'd mm. send the husband ahead <gasps> and the wife would have to really? hide behind with all the kids. But see, we oh, were in Texas when gosh. the orders came through. So it would have meant wow. getting from Texas to New York and then, you know, to Fort Dix to fly out, blah, blah, blah. It was just too much for me yeah. to handle. So I prayed right. harder than I had prayed ever, ever in my lifetime. And I added a caveat. I said, God, if you uh -oh. answer this prayer, I promise I will not ask for anything more. So oh, wow. with that, we got concurrent travel. And I was... Which means you got yeah, to go together. Yeah, that's the army okay. for it. But the, right. the way we did that, we had to get an apartment address and rent an apartment ahead of time because what we didn't realize mm -hmm. till that time, this was right before the Berlin wall closed and we had the Berlin crisis and Jim uh, was a, was a important part of that, you know, to, to okay. uh, mm -hmm. guard the borders and to defend the land. So mm -hmm. um, when we got to, to Frankfurt, Germany, our friends that had gotten the apartment met us at the airport. Jim checked in with the army like he was told to do. They came in an army jeep uh -huh. and picked him up, left me in the airport. 
But thank <gasps> God. You with three yes. children. And okay. In yeah, a foreign No country. language skills okay. at all. But <laughs> oh, thank gosh. God for our friends. And uh, uh, we, we, I think we stayed there the night we arrived. And then the next day, my friend and I got together and she took me to the commissary. We packed up all the food that I would need to, you know, to feed all, uh-huh. all of you and drove me to this little town of Bootsbach that was about an hour's drive from Frankfurt. And um, wow. mm-hmm. then she had to leave me and get back to her family. So there I oh, was my with goodness. three kids in a foreign land and uh, and a promise to God yes, to not, not ask for to anything, ask for anything else. more. Um, wow. So I, I just, I don't know how long it took, but it, the stress got to me and I got sick. So I had mm-hmm. to ask the American family below us, it was a two-story apartment building, uh, to take me to the dispensary and, and um, to the doctors. And I think at that time, because I fell to pieces in front of the whole staff there, I think that was the time that the military finally found that I was stranded in that small town of Bootsbach rather than being with the American housing on post. Because we then oh, wow. moved from there to that little town to temporary housing above the apartment building at, uh, at the American housing area. And uh, that helped mm-hmm. me get to know some American women and be able to talk the language and, and uh, mm-hmm. eased up wow. until Jim could get back. Um, and then, see, the reason I, I'm getting ahead of myself, the reason they didn't have any housing for us is because the minute the Berlin crisis hit, they froze all transfers. Everybody had to stay there mm-hmm. and help out with the, the military mm-hmm. effort until things were stabilized. Mm-hmm. So until then, we couldn't move into a, an apartment that was vacated. Yeah, so you were basically a single yeah. mom for a while over yeah. in Germany. And yeah. the, right, wow, okay. So fast forward, you stayed there yes. three years, right? Okay, and then you guys got um, moved to Washington, Well, we actually DC, had a little, uh, a year. They love to send the military to different schools to bring them up in uh-huh. rank. So we went to Kansas for a year, right. and then and that was fun. Uh, then we moved mm-hmm. to Washington D.C. Gotcha. Okay, and Dad worked for the Pentagon. So tell us about that time and kind of your faith journey. I during uh, we that had time. a good uh, church, and I was active in the church. I think you said you remembered being a part of that. I mm-hmm. actually, it may have been when I taught the Sunday school for the kids, which was Saturday school, Aww, really. Yeah. But um, that. Right. Yeah, that was one of the ways you were a great influence. You didn't, we didn't talk a lot about our faith, but you acted it out and 
always did service work and took me to the church stuff. Oh, and it I was, it was and that was yeah. when you were, you know, all receiving the sacraments and everything, you know, was, it was a very active, wonderful mm-hmm. church. And that was, that mm-hmm. was a great experience for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. But then where do we go from here? Well, that's when dad got oh, deployed gosh, to yes. Vietnam. During <laughs> and that's that finally, finally, I reached <laughs> the end of my strength. And uh, one evening, we stayed there in Washington, D.C., and he went on. Uh, one evening that I had a particularly hard day, I'd gotten all of you to bed and still had a ton of laundry to fold. I went downstairs, mm. pulled, got the big laundry basket. By the time I got upstairs, I lost it. And I just collapsed on the bed. And Mm. without thinking, I said, God help me. And that was my first Mm. plea to God after that promise. And I realized at that point, how foolish I was to ever, Mm. ever promise that again. So I have prayed and been on my knees so many times in my life since then. And God the the one prayer, mm-hmm. of course, at that time was for uh, your dad to get home safely, which he did. We were we were blessed, mm-hmm. blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the moral of that faith story is don't absolutely. Try to do it on your own. Oh. <laughs> so what do you know? Why you felt like you had to say? Well, okay, I was young and foolish. I married at nineteen. Okay. There you go. That's well, there you go. Excuse. Your brain's not fully right. formed until so you absolutely you better, right? Uh huh. And then you finally—I love how you said you got to the end of your sufficiency, and it was just the weight of life and yeah. the stress yeah. was too much, right? And then he—he he was right there. So, what was that experience like when you said, "God help me"? It, what happened? It was really quite an experience. Um, I just immediately felt His love and support, and wow, the load was lifted. It was physical. It was wow. wonderful. Wow! And one absolutely. of those defining moments. You absolutely. don't absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. were you going to say something else? <laughs> there you go there you go I love it so one of the things I love about you is that you and dad were such a great example of growing old gracefully and you know like we talk about death we laugh about getting older and the things that happen and that is such a gift to me and to a lot of people and um yeah, so I appreciate oh, I, that about you, Mom. It was a beautiful time of our life, really, to have the t- time. You know, he could have died in Vietnam, and our life would have been right. entirely different. Yes. But being able to grow old together and uh, retiring together, having time with you, enjoying, he enjoyed the grandkids as much as I did. It was just a beautiful time of our lives, so I'm so thankful Right. To have had that time with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And not everybody gets that. And we know that yeah. we are blessed that way and Absolutely. don't take it for granted. And let's be honest. He enjoyed those grandkids in oh, limited right. 
time period. I do remember him sitting in his easy chair while I was running around. You had a little more uh, patience than he did. But what I'll say is that um, as a daughter of yours and, and of his, um, I, wa- I got to witness, and this is, I think, important for people to understand that you know, you're, those 60 years right. weren't all roses and you, you went through some really difficult time periods and you had to really work on your relationship. And so it was beautiful for me. And again, a gift from God to have, to watch your marriage grow over time. And then the sweetness of the last 10 yeah. years or so was um, amazing. And I think Mom, and maybe you can speak to that, um, the encouragement to hang in there and to work on your relationship and, you know, to that those moments and even seasons that are so hard, uh, it doesn't oh, have to absolutely. be over. And, and there were times uh, that I thought it was over, uh, but through prayer and, mm-hmm. and counseling, I, I wanted I wanted that marriage to work. And I think he was as committed as I. So that, that was the most important part that we truly made a commitment when we married. And a lot of young people don't do that these days, but Mm -hmm. we both took it seriously and were able to work through the tough times. And then we're so grateful that we had each other all those years Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have wanted to grow up with anyone else ever. Oh, wow. And so what a beautiful testimony and encouragement to younger people that are married and that, because we've kind of lost that. Yeah. And that's, in our I tell culture. you without it, that I don't know how anybody makes it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm with you and you, and I can say, and because people know, I wrote a book about it, that when I got to the point I wanted to leave my marriage, your commitment and y'all working through was part of that foundation that helped me stay oh. and work through. So it affects, oh, thank God. it affects generations. See, God is so good. And yeah. Whew. He is so good. He, he is so good. All right. So let's get a little more lighter. Or, um, do you have anything else fun you want to tell us about yourself or anything well, I can I, you want to tell us that I haven't asked you? Assignment. I think yours as well as mine. Okay. Yeah. We, let's do that. Uh, when you let's were junior yeah. high and the boys in high school, um, Jim, um, got an assignment to serve in Turkey and he asked me how I felt about Mm -hmm. it. And I was very enthused. He said, why, why do you want, he really didn't want to go at first. And he said, Uh why do you want to go so bad? You don't know anything about the country. And I said, that's exactly why I want to go. It just sounded uh, exotic. Mm. And it was, it was everything that um, (laughs) I, you would think it would be, but we uh, had just two years there. And I think the reason for the two-year assignment uh, is because it's a struggle when you're in a foreign country. And um, right, mm-hmm. the Army knew that. So um, we just, we really had a good time and enjoyed our stay there. And 
got mm-hmm. to travel to the Holy Land. I wish I now I had taken you with mm. me. We were with a women's group, uh, and it was a wonderful trip. But, yeah, uh, just the surrounding towns of Turkey were where the early church started, and so right, uh, so much our history. Son uh, graduated from high school there, and his graduation ceremony. Uh-huh was in the ruins of the great theater at Ephesus. And Mary's Isn't home was there where the yeah. apostles brought her. It was just uh, yes. more than I ever, ever imagined. You know, I didn't even know the early church was in Turkey mm. because it was not Turkey at the time. It was Asia Minor. Or, right. You know, so it right. was all just a yeah. beautiful gift, oh. I thought. Well, and do yes, I'll I'll add to that in a minute. But but the fun thing is, you also love to belly dance. <laughs> that was yeah, Turkey. yeah. That was just mainly <laughs> we uh, crazy American wives decided that that would be a fun way to exercise because we didn't have the why, we didn't have the yeah. So we got we there. You go searched and found some woman that taught the dance. But the blessing of that too. I mean, we had fun with belly dance, but we never got good enough. But she asked if we would like to um, learn a traditional Turkish folk dance. So we were all gung ho for that, right? And it was a beautiful candle dance. You uh-huh. you balanced candles in your hand and did this beautiful graceful movement. Yeah. And so we um, got costumes made in the tradition. And were invited to perform at a Turkish wedding. We were just so thrilled. And wow, <laughs> in Turkey, in the in uh, Izmir, Turkey, where we lived, they had a regular daily uh-huh. newspaper that was kind of like a tabloid. It was all in color. American Wives <laughs> ended up uh-huh. on the front page of this. A Turkish newspaper in Technicolor. It was icing on the cake. So much fun. And I thought we had done a good job with American-Turkish relationships. Yes, yeah. And just, it was a whole different climate back there. Yes. And we could, I remember as a middle schooler, we could walk on the streets at night very safely. It was, right. We, it was, yeah. And my faith was dramatically changed there. That's where I came to know, came to know Jesus Christ personally as my savior. Yeah. So it was, it was wonderful that it was the same place the early Christians farmed. And yeah. we were so uh-huh. involved. Yes. At that time. Yeah. So poignant. It's so beautiful. More blessings Absolutely. from God. Well, probably, I'm sure we could talk forever, but we probably need to wrap up. So what I'm wondering, Mom, because there are, you know, overwhelmed moms right yeah. now with this pandemic thing going on and having to homeschool kids and be at home and work at home and try to juggle everything and so what would your, um, some words of wisdom be for well, don't them? Don't do it without God's help, close up. for sure. That's what I've learned for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. And I know uh, it's got to be hard, but I think 
you know, with the kids home from school, the one I, I just pray for the parents um, that it's a positive and, and a once in a lifetime uh, moment and, and opportunity mm. to be with those kids. I know it's tough 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. Because kids aren't any more perfect right. than adults. <laughs> but I, I just oh, know sure. that some good's going to come out of all of this. We're going to have some memories that will last mm. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's I pray for them awesome, as well Mom. as my so friends with take a... their problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful, Mom. Well, you have blessed us today. You bless me every day. And I am so, so grateful for you. And thanks for taking your time and coming on. And we <laughs> that wasn't easy. Not with we me, did it. for sure. <laughs> but we did you, it. So and, I'm so proud of you. And you have blessed me, Angel, more than yeah. you know. Oh, Well, to all you moms, whether you're a physical mom or a spiritual mom, we're all moms in some ways as women. God made us that way. We don't have to have our own biological children to be moms. I just, we just lift up prayers of blessings over you today and hope you know how valued you are, how loved you are by God. And, um, Thank you for being with us today. This is Angel H. Davis signing off and God bless. Um, you're messing around. Oh, no. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I just was touching the card because I, no, you I can't. was clasping you can't. my hands in prayer. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're praying for me, but you can't touch anything. I'll pray while I have, while I'm sitting on my hands. <laughs> yes. Jesus will hear you. That's yes. awesome. I love it. That's so good. Okay.